0: Welcome to the Holistic Podcast. I'm your host, Yanni Velasquez, where we talk faith, lifestyle, and self-growth. And I'm so glad you are here. 2023 is a year that we are going to reach our financial goals and resolutions. And I'm declaring that over our lives. And that is why today I'm so excited and honored to have Wendy Rodriguez on the show. Wendy Rodriguez is the founder of Wise Legacy Finance, LLC, a financial services business that helps individuals take control of their money, make wise financial decisions and achieve their financial goals. They offer different services such as private coaching sessions, group mini course, budgeting one-on-one workshop and speaker events. And in today's episode, Wendy takes you on a 10 step-by-step guide on creating a personal budget that works for you. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Wendy, thank you so much for being on the Holistic Podcast. Honestly, like you have been such a I mean, I told you before, like you changed my life since the first time I met with you with uh, just in budgeting and just even you in general as a person, like you're just so genuinely amazing. And you just bring such a gift that God has given you to the world. And I just really want to share that. And so that others can experience the same thing that I went through. Um, but I think that just this whole episode is going to be so fruitful for a lot of people and encouraging and you were just the right person to do it with. Before we get started on the episode, I want you to kind of give us, I started a segment, which is called uh, the dose of the day yeah. or, you know, the daily dose. And it really could be anything. It could be like a shout out, a recommendation, an encouragement, maybe just something practical that has been giving you some sort of fulfillment and joy in this season. You know, as windy, like what is, what is fulfilling Wendy in this season? And it could be something as small, like I mentioned in my last podcast, I think it was like, putting collagen in my coffee or something, you know, some, or doing my nails, you know, yeah. whatever it
1: is, anything like what is, what is the dose of the day for a windy? I think it's take action and anything that God has placed in your heart, but also just take action in different areas of your life. Don't just wait for the perfect moment. Mm-hmm. In other words, like just take action. Um, you know, sometimes you're going to figure out on the way and sometimes it's good to plan, but sometimes the first step is taking that action.
0: I love that being intentional. Being intentional I really yes. love that. So now I think for me, I don't, I don't think I like did a dose of the day, but for me, I was just telling you Mm early when we're talking is I, I just really been into cycle syncing in the season. Mm -hmm. So really learning about like the women's, like just menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. and why we feel certain ways or what should we should Mm -hmm. be doing when we are on our menstrual when we're not, we go through different phases mm-hmm. and just knowing like what we can do to honor our body in those cycles. Yes. So I just been really intentional about that recently. And so that's something like the dose of the day for me, mm-hmm. but yeah, like that's a great, I love that you said take action because it is like even that, right? Like taking, I took action with my body and like yes. researching mm-hmm. and knowing like what is good for my body? What can I do to honor the temple that God has given us? Right. So that's good. I love that. Wendy Rodriguez, like, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us how you started with Wise
1: Legacy Finance, um, and yeah, I'll like, I'll let you take it away. Oh, thank. First mm-hmm. of all, thank you for having yeah. me. I was so excited when you got in yeah. contact, and I always say, I, you know, I think it's mutual. I love learning from you too. Again, my name is Wendy Rodriguez. I'm currently in a University of Maryland. I will actually be graduating this May, so I'm mm-hmm. so excited for that. With Wise Legacy Finance, I started my business. It's about to be two years in mm-hmm. March, so almost there. And everything started with me just loving to do this like, you know, on my own, like with friends, with family members, helping people with their personal finances and just really helping being that there to help people, you know, improve this area, reach those goals. And then from there. I remember the very first time that I met with you. Yeah. I still have, I still remember that meeting that we had. Yeah. And at that moment, I didn't have a business. At that moment, wow. I was just doing it, you know, because I generally, okay, I'm a big nerd. <laughs> I love, you know, numbers, I love math, but I'm also a big planner. Mm-hmm. So for me, this is generally something that I just enjoy doing. And then from there, I know that I just, you know, started looking into it. And I remember God was just pressing this in my heart. And I've always known that I wanted to have my own business, my own company, but it's always very hard to do it like it's very hard because I always had this I was like no I want to have everything figure out like I want to you know know A through Z like I want to know I want to start when I know the time is right but I remember this specific weekend in March two years ago God was just pressing like I did not sleep at all that weekend and he just get put in this and nearly everything just happened so quickly within that weekend that I launched my business that weekend and then from there I mean I've been figuring stuff out and like of course I had like a basic plan but it was—it has just been God, and like just the doors that God has opened, like the people that I've been able to help, the connections that I've made, and and it's just been really amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: and it's that's what like when I told you like when I first met with you that. Yes. That one time, I yeah, when you said two years ago, yeah, like I remember, I was like, wow, like I've I've never had the chance or opportunity for someone to literally sit down with mm-hmm. me and go through an actual budget, and how yeah. what it what it takes to like make one. Like I just didn't know where to start. I yeah. honestly just didn't know where to start. And you were just that, like God placed you in my heart. I remember you you placed something on helping out, and I was like, girl, help me, help a <laughs> sister out because the girl <laughs> needs it. <laughs> And I just remember, like I, I'm not even joking. Like you came earlier, and I was just telling you, like I was like, ever since when you, I met up with you that day, yeah. it changed my life. Like I'm wow. not even like exaggerating. It it's really did. So and awesome. ever since that two years, you know, I've been budgeting, yeah. um, you know, consistently every month. And and when I got married, Rob and I started to yes. budget together because we merged our finances and everything. And just even seeing that, like how that has been just fruitful, not only in our marriage mm-hmm. but just like in our family, right? With yes. with Eileen and just seeing just what God has done with our finances. It's amazing. And so I'm just, I'm just so proud of you for just taking action, right. And being obedient to what God has placed. Like this really is your gift. Like I, I honestly, you just know, you just know (laughs) when someone is so genuine and you really do have a heart for people and wanting to help them out. And I think that's what really shows, you know, people, Mm -hmm. people love that. Like, you know, and so I, I definitely had that when when we met up. And so the fact that you weren't you
1: weren't even in business two years ago really yeah, blows my mind now. Like, yeah. I really thought you were. <laughs> no, no, I didn't have the business. And at that time, I was very again, you know, at that time that year, I was just very not skeptical. But I was like, no, I just need to have all the answers. I I'm not there yet. But, you know, if God put something in your heart, mm-hmm. he's going to grab everything else that you need. And you sometimes mm-hmm. you, it doesn't require for you to have all the answers just to trust in him and wow. he will guide you along the way that's but cool. also like that's awesome the fact that you know i mean it makes it, you know it's amazing for me to hear that you have continued with that because yeah. i still remember that call that we had that meeting it was so awesome girl it's part um, of my life now wow, it really
0: is wow. and so that's why like if i for the past two years yes. if i seen how like it's changed my life mm-hmm. just to be a better and just excellent steward of what god and the resources god has given me i just want people to experience the same thing i want people to experience financial freedom. You know, I wanted to make smart financial decisions. And I think it's perfect that we're doing this like right in the beginning of the year, you know, because a lot of people's goals. Right. There's a lot of goals and habits. People wanted to change. I mean, health is always like the first one. Mm -hmm. But the second one is always finances. Mm -hmm. And I was reading, let me put it up, but it was an article and it says the America America's top New Year's resolutions for 2023. It says 39 percent of people want to save more money. And I think like. Budget that budgeting definitely helped me do that. And yes. like that is the way how you, you first start. You yes. know, you have to have a budget. Yeah. I really want you to just the wisdom that you have is going to change a lot of people's lives. And I really want you to share what you know and obviously people to also connect with you because you offer these services. Honestly, like, where do we start? Like, I want people mm-hmm. to know why you need a budget, how you can start doing a budget. And maybe you're meeting with me for the first time or whoever's listening,
1: if they want to learn more about how to create a budget, what is your take on this? Thank you again for having me. Yes, yeah, so I am actually, I have a couple of points and a yeah. couple of tips that I do want to share. Um, and I'm not going to, of course, go into detail with every single one yeah. of them because, you know, it could be a bit long. I definitely have a few things that I want to share related to how to even get started. And I mm-hmm. think you touch a very important point of, budgeting and I think budgeting is the foundation like that's Mm -hmm. where everything starts whether you want to get out of debt whether you want to save whether you want to start investing or you're already investing and you want to continue growing in that like anything that you want to do it starts with your budget because you know the budget is what's going to help you really realize you know what are the areas that maybe you need to work on what are the areas Mm -hmm. that you need to fix what are the categories that you need to change and really, it just starts with that budgeting. So one of the very first things that I have is like creating a simple zero-based budget. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan. I know that, you know, for those who are into finances or budgeting, there are so many budgets out there, like yeah. so many that you can honestly try. But in my experience, and also what I prefer is definitely a zero-based budget because a zero-based budget, pretty much you are given a purpose to every single dollar that you of income that you receive. So there's not going to be any oh, I have this extra $100 and I sure. can just spend it, whatever. Like, no. And it's not like you're going, that you're going to like spend it all and you're not going to enjoy anything, but it's more of you're giving every dollar a purpose. Mm-hmm. And so we start with like a zero-based budget. It could be by, you can start by calculating your net income. And this could mean anything. Your income could be, maybe if you get paid bi-weekly mm-hmm. or maybe if you, pay, you get paid weekly, or if you don't have, let's say, a set income, you can just simply create an average, you know, and that can help you create an estimate for income and then of course you were just going to decrease your expenses so it's pretty simple just write down all your income and then go work your way down through the expenses and the, again the reason why it's called zero-based budget is because every dollar is going to have a purpose so for example mm-hmm. it could be what we call the extra ideally it would be the miscellaneous so in yeah. case that will be money that you're going to have just in case something randomly happens like you yeah. know you got invited to a birthday party you were not planning that that month you have some kind of income Mm. where you're not going to pull it out of your savings. You're not going to pull it out of, you know, your bills. I mean, of course you have to pay your bills, but you're going to have that income, you know, just in case, uh, or that money just in case. If you, again, if you've never created a budget, I think you should just start with that simple thing. Just writing down all your income. And income is also any money that you receive elsewhere. So let's say if you have a main job, but you're also doing like, you know, side jobs or like doing side houses, like everything should be part of that income. Because I've also heard of cases where like, you know, certain people just have a job and then their side hustle just becomes their extra income. And that, you know, mm-hmm. income is just like, oh, just a fun money. Like, no, like that's still part of your income. You should still include that into your yeah. main budget. Right. And again, overall, I think a budget just gives you like a big picture of how you're spending. And it gives you that plan for you to know what you're working with to to reach those goals that you have, those financial goals that you, yeah. That you have, yeah.
0: You know, I love that because for me, also a budget gives a peace of mind. Yes. And so for me, like, again, in the holistic podcast, like God wants to be healthy and whole and healthy is not just, you know, your body eating good, but it's also making good decisions that serve you emotionally, physically and all that. And so, like I said, budget for me, gave me a peace of mind knowing that, okay, I know where my money is going. I know mm-hmm. that I'm being intentional every month and knowing that I'm serving not only myself, but obviously my tithing you know my family myself my church everything that i'm doing you know is serving a purpose like you said and i love that you said it's zero based budget because everything is serving a purpose so it just aligns Mm -hmm. with everything perfectly so i'll I'll let you take it and how you can kind of like create a budget because i know it's kind of like in you know a needs individual needs basis but you you would know more about that Uh, yeah
1: yeah so it's definitely very again i always like to start very simple but again you know Let's say, for example, if you are, and I'm just putting like a round, rough yeah. number, if you earn, let's say $4,000 per month after, you know, you have written down your $4,000 as your income, you're going to start decreasing your fixed expenses. And this could mean like your rent, all the fixed expenses that you have and that you're constantly going to be paying on a regular basis, on a monthly basis. You are going to do savings, investments, tithing. I know you mentioned that which should be your priority, like from yeah. the get-go, like at the moment, at least, yeah. you know, in, in my end, and I know we have this conversation, yeah. that should be like the main priority, like above everything. So it should be your giving and then your savings, which I'm going to talk a little bit later on. And then you work with like your expenses. And then it's like your wants. I think a very important mm-hmm. thing is knowing how to differentiate between your needs and your wants. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, you know, we could get confused with, mm-hmm. is this really a need or is this really a want? And let's be honest, some majority of them tend yeah. to be a want. So, and then from there, you just kind of work your way down. So again, let's say you earn $4,000 $4, per month. And let's say, again, I'm just doing random numbers. Like you pay 2,000 per rent per month. That means that you have 2,000 left over. You are going to do like, let's say you're tithing, you're going to decrease and our um, savings investments is going to keep decreasing. And then based on that, you're going to do, you know, your needs. And yeah. then um I don't know if you, in case you have, you want to save, for something more particular like let's say a car or anything else you should want to have that category specific just for that saving that's just the easiest way to put it thinking of like you know the list of priorities should be like food utilities shelter and transportation those should be like your main um priority when it comes to like certain expenses and then from there you will go let's say if you want to if you go to the gym or let's say yeah. if you pay anything else or, or subscriptions like those are all those are not really needs they're more like wants And just because, okay, just because I say something is the one, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that you need to learn how, like, which ones are your priority, like, when Mm, you start your budget. That's good. Yeah.
0: That's really good. And, like, so so I know we mentioned, like, you know, this is the year where people are planning their financial goals. So, like, you mentioned, like, a budget can help with paying off debt or saving money or saving more money or all these things. So how do you kind of, like, build the budget based on, like, your
1: financial goals and needs? Oh, yeah. This is actually kind of connected to the second point that I have, and it's about setting smart financial goals. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever heard of smart financial goals. So I actually heard this for the first time when I was taking a leadership course in college. And then I didn't know that you can actually apply this in like every area of your life. Like At that moment, we were just applying it in like the professional setting, but you can actually apply it in so many settings. And it's pretty much about the importance of being a specific and being Uh, measurable attainable I forgot the r but pretty much it's just pretty much being very specific of like the goals that you set so for example if if you are writing down your financial goals to use numbers and dates okay don't Mm -hmm. just write down oh this year I want to save more or oh in 2023 I want to start investing or in 2023 I want to get out of that like no write down the numbers write down the dates not just the words That's really going to help you be more intentional. For example, for this year, if you really want to save more, you can say, you know what I want to save let's say $2,000 by the end of 2023. So then then from there, you're going to do a breakdown of how much you need to save per month. And then with the dates, it's going to help you be actually more intentional and actually achieve that because very easily, I don't know if it's happened before when you, you just say, I want this and I want that, but in reality, you know you don't have the dates or you don't you know you don't have numbers or even with you know beyond budgeting like let's say if you want to start investing or maybe you're not sure if you want to start and i've been i know lately i've been a big into investing maybe for you it could start with saving creating a category of what to invest but maybe you don't want to do it yet but you can still intentionally start saving that income just for those investment goals that you have yeah definitely being a specific also being not being too restrictive i think it's a big thing and i know that usually people don't yeah. mention this a lot especially when it comes to finances but especially with the clients that i have worked and i've learned so much through them is about yes we do want to set goals and we do want to work hard and we yeah. do want you know to um again you know work very hard for those goals but also to not be too restrictive to the point that you can burn out or to the point that you can mm. give up easily you do want to have goals where you're working hard and intentional but also being realistic with yourself. I think this is the next thing, like being realistic with, is this realistic for me to save this amount of money this month? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, challenging yourself, but also being realistic. Because, you know, you have to understand that you also, you know, we want to live our lives at the same time. And also um, your priorities might be very different than my priorities. So being realistic with the lifestyle that you have, and the life that you're currently living yeah yes. you know
0: what i love because I'm, I'm reading atomic habits right now yes. the book mm-hmm. literally the chapter i'm reading on is talking about implementing intentions so being very specific mm-hmm. on like okay let's say your goal is the the big picture right like yes. you want to lose weight mm-hmm. right so how do you get there you break it down and you have to be actually intentional and timely right mm-hmm. and saying like okay i i will work i will work out at 5 p.m mm-hmm. on wednesdays at so and so gym or at this gym, like you have to be very specific, yeah. so that now you know that every day you're gonna do this. He talked about how like there was a studies done on mm-hmm. like some the two different groups and the or three different groups, and the group that like basically heard about the benefits of why you should exercise more and then setting the actual intention of when, mm-hmm. where, and and how, like mm-hmm. literally being specific, were the ones that actually were able to lose the most weight. And it's like wow, just having, yes. you know. So I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. Like that literally connected exactly what what I was reading. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Naturally figure out. So it's uh, smart. It stands for like specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time based. And mm-hmm. I think you touch. I mean, even with the book, like yeah. all the points of like I can just give an example of how it applies to your, you know, your finance being specific yeah. with everything that you want to do and what you're going to intentionally do. Measurable, for example, your goal could be quarterly. Like I'm going to say an example could be. By March, I want to save, let's say, $2,000, and this is relevant because I want to save this $2,000 because maybe I want to buy a car, and I am going to make sure that I save uh $2,000 this quarter, and I'm going to save $3,000 for the following quarter. Mm-hmm. So being specific with the time, being specific with the number, yeah. but also how is it relevant to... The goal, the overall, I think you touched a very good point. The overall goal that you have this year, That's good. Um, or the overall purpose of why you're doing what you're doing.
0: That's mm-hmm. really good. I know, I love that. And I think you mentioned that before like smart goals and knowing that your overall pictures need to be specific, measurable, achievable. You said relevant. Yes, and timely. Um, and timely, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, just even knowing that, like, I love that because you can always go back to, okay, if this is my goal,
1: let me go, let me do the SMART goals,
0: right? Like, is this hitting all the categories? Mm -hmm, And so, no, mm -hmm. that's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm.
1: I think even, you know, when it comes to that, I'm also a big fan of what are certain things that I can use to help me be more, I don't like to say the word, like, not work hard and like to make it easier, but to be more effective. Yeah. I think this is the word. Yeah, that's good. Work effective and smarter. Yes, Exactly. (laughs) And it's definitely for me. It has definitely been budgeting apps or just Mm -hmm. using certain tools online that can definitely help me. If you're someone, you know, if I mean, if you're you know someone that doesn't maybe like, I don't know, the internet or just prefer pen and paper. Hey, do you, you know, whatever works for you? Because again, I've had clients that also prefer pen and paper. Mm -hmm. I'm someone that I'm I prefer technology, so I'm constantly on my phone or my computer. So I just you know one of my favorite um, apps is Every Dollar, or that's usually where i do my budget but i've also have done excel i've tried a bunch of different apps like mint you need a budget like i've tried different ones but in my personal experience i just prefer every dollar so one of my i'm big on like being minimalist and i'm big on like not being too overwhelmed and certain apps i feel like because they have so much going on it's so hard for me to concentrate because there's too much going on but with every dollar i feel like at first it was a bit too much but then when i learned how to use it and how to actually fix it to what i want or yeah. you know the categories that i want is definitely been helpful i've been using it for years and even if, you know for me to this day, i actually recommend that app to yeah. a couple of clients i think just like going online and you know trying a couple of different apps you know yeah. because maybe an app might work for me but might not work for somebody else and seeing what's going to you know be effective for you for example again i genuinely love math i'm a math person <laughs> I love calculating. I love numbers. (laughs) But there's people that don't like math. So even this app alone, like, does all the math for you. All you literally have to do is just plug in the numbers, and then it's going to calculate everything for you. So it is even going to tell you when you have achieved a zero-based budget. So then if you go over budget, you're going to see the little red category, like you're going over budget. Or if you still have money left over is gonna tell you this is the amount that you have for the rest of the month. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, just looking into all of those things, like I think right now in 2020, I mean, I was about to say 2022, 2023. (laughs) I'm still writing I know there is so much help out there that I think where we can work more effective. And also I think because of availability, I think right now and today in where we live right now, not everyone has the time, you know, to constantly be sitting for hours, trying to do all the math and trying to calculate everything. When you can just do this in, like, a shorter amount of time.
0: Right. I love that. Being yes. resourceful. Yes. We were just, um, you know, talking about that.
1: And I love that. That's I
0: use, That's what I use. I use Every Dollar. Yes. Um, it's by Dave Ramsey. Yeah, Dave Ramsey. And if you guys mm-hmm. don't know, like, Dave Ramsey is, like, literally a financial guru. Yes. I learned so much from him. I mean, from everything. I mean, you know, like, I'm still licensed on in life insurance. So, he always talks true. about that. Yeah. And I just learned so much from him. And, yeah, like, that app is so good. Like, it really does. I know there's two options where you could do, like, it the automated mm-hmm. right where you can your expenses everything that you it's connected to like your bank account yes. i do it manually just because like i feel like if i do manually i can personally go in there and see like wow like yeah this is how much i've been spending mm-hmm. like i i literally manually type in how much i've been spending or how, what i had to change every month and for me that gives me more sense of like i could say control in a way mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. just like knowing that i'm being accountable But then it can also be sometimes I kind of fall short and I just don't revise my uh, budget. (laughs) But I love that you said, like, sometimes your goals are not going to be the same every, like, Mm -hmm. you know, monthly, quarter, whatever it is. Like, it can change depending on what, like, your new goal or, you know, whatever the financial goal is in the season. Mm -hmm. So I really I love that you said that.
1: And even your budget could change, you know, throughout that month. Right. Your goal overall, like, shouldn't ideally because you should have a goal. Right. You shouldn't just change your goal because it seems too hard. That's true. But at the end of the day, you know, kind of restructuring what, you know, what maybe you're implementing or what you shouldn't be implementing. And even with this point, kind of going over, I mean, I know we talked with this to this, with this yeah. about having an accountability partner or just mm-hmm. having someone that can help you actually do this. Because most of the times I think, you know, finances is such a very interesting field because I think it's it's more than just the knowledge that you acquire. It's more than... Every, you can take a course you can take a class you can learn and which is great it's great to be knowledgeable but it also has to do a lot with the emotional aspect of finances like it has to do a lot with the habits that you have the habits that you implement how you live your life so even having an accountability partner or even I mean, I mean this is beyond my business but having someone maybe if you do need a help for someone to do to sit down with you and help you create that or if it's a friend maybe you could t- share this with like one of your closest friends right. right like hey, I'm planning on doing this. I'm, I have a certain goal. Make sure, you know, that you're helping me be accountable, that you're helping yeah. me achieve this. And I think that definitely helps a lot.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, and I think that's great. But It's it's crazy because Rob and I, like, mm-hmm. we're so different. Like, Rob is the spender and I'm the saver. <laughs> so, like, there's moments where we're like, we we will clash, but, like, yeah. we've learned to, like, compromise, yeah. especially now that we have, like, the joint account. And just, like, even learning, like, I feel like we do keep each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like before, when I would do my own budget, I was still, like, very accountable only because I would always go on there. But, like, obviously, when I got married, my, you know, and then had, we had our daughter, like, things changed. So, mm-hmm, like, yeah. obviously, I don't have as much time to That's always it. go on there and, and, like, as I did before when mm-hmm. I was single, right? Just always going and updating my my budget and stuff like that. But since we've done, like, our budget together, I feel like I have been more accountable. And I'm, I'm glad you put that because I'm like, it's okay to also ask for help. Yeah. And I think, like, just even knowing about, like, all the resources that we have, like knowing that we can even go to you and ask you questions or whatever mm-hmm. it is, like just knowing that we have that help available yes. is it's big. I mean, yes. you don't
1: have to do it alone, you yes. know? Yeah, I think I think overall, like everything is just, you know, very important to just think about everything yeah. else that's, you know, out there. The next point that I have is like starting an emergency fund. And this is more uh, a little bit different. It is savings, but it's very specifically for the for an emergency I think it's very important to emphasize this. This yes. is not just any savings where you know I feel like some people can use savings to just pull it out whenever, oh, you know, oh my gosh, the holiday season is right <laughs> around the corner. <laughs> they have so many deals. Let me take advantage of this. Like, no, an emergency fund is a specific just for an emergency. Like, literally, especially during COVID. For me, I again I'm big into reading about finances and you reading know. about what's going on, especially here in the US with like all the you know stuff. And Especially when COVID started back in 2020, the percentage of, you know, the percent of individuals here in the U.S. that families, you know, that didn't even have a thousand dollars saved when the pandemic hit was very high. It's crazy for me to think that, you know, a lot of people, you know, were shocked when like, the you know, because some people lost their jobs some people, you know, had no food, like, you know, they couldn't pay rent. An emergency fund is not that you're going to, you know, have all the money that you're going to need for a good year, but at least it helps you not be stressed out, you know, when an emergency happens, because, you know, it helps you make rational decisions once you have to, you know, think about the next steps of what you're going to do. Always, you can start with the emergency fund of like a basic, which should be a thousand dollars, even though right now, I mean, a thousand dollars is not a lot because I feel like, you know, what happens if something happens with your car? A thousand dollars is going to go by so fast. But it's just literally like the basic foundation. Ideally, your, you know, fully funded emergency fund should be three to six months of expenses that you should have. But it's starting, even if you have never had an emergency fund, it's starting with $1,000. Like that should be your main priority. Like no matter what, like that should be your priority. Like in case, again, your emergency could be, hey, your you your car needs fixing. Your emergency, you, you lost your job. You know, maybe for this month, it's going to help you somehow figure stuff out what have that income what of that money while you figure stuff out for next month um or it could mean i mean emergency can mean a lot of different things but it doesn't mean you go into the mall it doesn't mean <laughs> you know what I, I i'm going on vacation like an vacation is not an emergency mm-hmm. if you want to stay for a vacation you need to write it down in your savings category but yeah learning how to differentiate and then even with an emergency fund if you want to thinking about if you want to keep it in your regular bank or do you want to try a high interest savings account like there's a lot of different things that you can do but just knowing that this money it should be money that you you know you ultimately want to have access to just in case of an emergency.
0: no i'm glad you mentioned that because i was going to ask you like how where do you open your emergency fund would it be with your bank you're like you know the bank how you already have or should it be like separate how i mean is that different for everyone yeah so
1: i think it's different it's just a preference to what people Mm -hmm. prefer so remember i've said this before like I am a big, I'm a firm believer that finances is not a one size fits all. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, true. what works for someone might not work for somebody else or what someone prefers might not be what somebody else prefers. For example, I've, you know, there's people that I know that they want to keep all their savings in the same bank account that they have with their checking because mm. they, you know, you're constantly going to, you know, look at it, even though, honestly, the interest is very low, like yeah. very, like probably a couple cents but it gives you that peace of mind of like, it's there, you know, you can look at it whenever you see your check. But then there's also the high interest savings accounts um, where you can look into there's online banks where um, they have higher interest. And um, of course you're going to earn a little bit more, but then again, you know, it's only, some of them are only online. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, what do you Mm -hmm. prefer? Do you really care about having access to someone in person or do you really like care? You don't even care if it's just online. So it's just, I think looking into, like, what really matters to you, like, what you prefer is, is the big thing. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, because I was, like, wondering, because I've seen that there's, like, high-yield, like, yes. saving accounts, like, online. Yeah. But it is, like, preference. Like, do you prefer, like, you know, somewhere you can go in person? Mm-hmm. I'm, like, kind of old school in that way. Like, mm-hmm. I love, like, going, I can go, like, in person. Yeah. Versus, like, me always just going online and customer service because, they, I mean, they might not always answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's, like, so it's, you know.
1: Yeah, it's def- so it's definitely preference. Like, yeah. look into it and then kind of see what works. And or even people. trying it out, you know, like yeah. asking people around or even like, I don't know, YouTube is also a big thing. It's such a big thing. So, yeah. like, if you're interested in any, like, bank and you want to know a little bit more, but you don't want to read it, let's say, of the pamphlet and you actually would to hear from, like, an actual person, yeah. go to YouTube or, like, you know, ask anyone. Yeah.
0: Are there any that you recommend like, or that you, have
1: yeah, like, any, like... So, um, Ali bank is a big one that I think when it comes to saving, even though it is online, it's um, I, you know, I've done really good research and I think I love how they separate the different buckets categories into savings. Mm-hmm. So I really like that one. There are a couple that it's not that I don't like them, but I'm just not 100 percent sure. So I wouldn't I'm not there yet, pretty yeah. much. You know, I want to make sure that it's like actual. I'm also a big fan of just also keeping it in your original bank. But then definitely separating it from your check. Like that's yeah. absolutely yes. like that shouldn't be a question yeah. because your savings should be separate from your check-ins account, because then if not, you're going to think that that money is your money. And in that's reality, good. like, no, it should be separated. So I think online bank is a good one. And then yeah, that's like the main one that I will say, like if, it, yeah. if someone is thinking like online bank. Per se, yeah, because
0: yeah. there's so much information. Like I remember when I first started, I was like, look, I was like, I'm overwhelmed. Like there's just yeah. so many banks, like so many things going on. But. Yeah, I think like it just really is like what your
1: preference is, yeah. and that's really good. I love yeah. That. So then going with that, I want to move into the next point, and it's about writing down all of your debt and choose a debt payoff method that works for you. Again, kind of the same thing of how there's different budgets. There's also so many ways to pay off debt. I know there's like the snowball one, there is the avalanche one. There's like a bunch of different ones, and some and everything just it depends on how you prefer to do things and what your priorities are. And how you honestly want to do things. So, for example, there's one where you pay, let's say if you have four debts, one that is a thousand, one is five thousand, one is ten thousand, and the other one is 20K. One of them, you know, how you can do it is you can pay it by the smallest amount first, and then you work your way up from one to five to ten to twenty. But there's another method that you can use where you can pay based on interest. So, the one that has the highest interest, maybe you want to start with that one first and then kind of work your way down so it's definitely a preference of again kind of doing the math right also doing the math because the first option the snowball one is is more it helps you a lot more on the emotional sense i, I don't know if the word right word is emotional but in the yeah in the emotional sense of finances like for example once you see that you've paid off the first your first debt it's going to encourage you yes. and it's going to push you to be like oh my gosh i did the first one i can definitely do the second one and he's yeah. going to encourage. it's going to continuously encourage you to continue yeah. to do it yeah. right and we celebrate and, and we here. celebrate yes <laughs> no matter how small you might think it is yeah we're definitely celebrating that win but then there's the other one which is more on the interest rate mm-hmm. and that one could definitely be more it could definitely take longer because to say if you have a 20k debt with very high interest right that one might take you know half a year or even a year i mean it could take a very long time and it might be easier for you to be discouraged or for you to be like oh my gosh i i'm working so hard and i'm being intentional but i'm not seeing any results so again kind of seeing what works for you like if you're someone that you want to see results at a certain level earlier on then do the first one but if you're like you know what i is very i'm very i'm disciplined i'm motivated and i don't need to see the results right away then try the second one yeah but again you know i think um this is a good example and,
0: and it's crazy because like what i'm learning is like well first i heard it and i saw like a i don't know if a day rounds if you actually put this but i don't remember <laughs> yeah. by the way it's like if you don't have cash or if you don't have like if you can't pay whatever you're trying to put on your credit card or uh-huh. you know or like a loan whatever if you can't pay it all at once then don't do it Yeah. because yeah. there's a lot of things that come from having debt like no seriously it, it could it could really destroy you mentally mm-hmm. um just like just with everything and then like the other one it's like with the interest rates right like sometimes mm-hmm. you're paying yeah. more yes. than the original worth yeah. of whatever it is that you got mm-hmm. and it's just like is it worth it you know mm-hmm. is it worth worth your peace of mind like yeah. is it worth I mean, like sometimes you have to ask yourself like why do you want this like mm-hmm. is it to please yourself mm-hmm. or like to see it because everyone else has it mm-hmm. or whatever it is like yeah if it's not really the
1: lifestyle that you can afford right now don't yeah. do it like it's yeah. just it's not gonna be worth it you it, know it's really so, not um and i have actually seen cases like that where mm-hmm. the person is literally paying more for the interest in the principal amount then and um, for me that's crazy to think that you're literally paying more yeah. right and yeah that's why i'm big when it comes to just being debt free like i don't i don't see a problem with building your credit and having credit cards uh, you know but being doing it in the responsible way yeah but it's more of yeah just again if it like how you said if you cannot afford it then you shouldn't have it yeah. like if you are just, and also, I mean, I'm going to talk about it later, but if you are doing it just to compare yourself to somebody else or because somebody, oh, because you see it on social media, like, oh, no, honey, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like, again, you know, they're not they're not paying your bills, like, yeah. you know, and they're not working for you. You're working for you, you know. Exactly. So, and going back mm-hmm. to even the
0: credit card, like, how what we do, like, Rob and I, like, We'll use our credit card because you still have to use it to like yes, build your credit yes, build right your credit. I know some people don't like credit cards, whatever it's really like you mm-hmm. said one size for it that yeah. doesn't fit all right yeah. but we use our credit card like you, you know the for like gas yes. and things like that you get rewards from and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but we always paid in full yes before you mm-hmm. know the before mm-hmm. the balance is due. we always pay it in full because I mean obviously it helps build your credit number one and then mm-hmm. two, it's like you know we know that we're we're also paying we're called to pay our debt like God calls us right we like mm-hmm to not owe money and so we're just being obedient to that but we always like we will not buy something that we cannot pay in full like that's like our yeah, rule and our yeah. just with finances our marriage and that has really helped us at, a lot i think sometimes even just like knowing that like you could still use your credit card like you know put your gas or something mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to be a big purchase like you know like, just even see, like, what benefits, rewards you have. Because, like, yeah, if you use it for gas and stuff like that, you get money back. You get, like, you know, things like that. And, like, those, I love rewards like that. Like, <laughs> I'm going to take advantage, you yeah, know? And so, yeah. but just, like, even knowing, like you said, you know, sometimes you're paying more than what what is yeah, worth. And, like, is it Yeah, yeah.
1: It's important to look into the interest. Like, all those things. Probably. Like, don't just do it because, you know, they're, you're getting promotions. And, like, yeah. they're like, oh, you qualify for this amount. Like, no. Like, yeah. do your research. Like, do... Your research, don't yeah. just do it just because. Like, yeah, it's very important. The sixth point that I have is to let go of the worry about it later mentality. This is specifically for like young people. Like, yeah. and I, I mean, we're young, right? Like, if there's one thing that I wish I would have done sooner, sooner, sooner is investing. Mm. I and I know, especially once you learn, right, about the impact of compound interest and you learn, yep. just I'm big. And I think that's also you know, one of the things of why it's called Wise Legacy Finance, but I'm big on the legacy that I want to, you know, leave for my future generations and the legacy that I want to, I you know, and what I want to implement and what I want to do, right? You know, once the day that I die, like I want to make sure that of the things that I've done. But pretty much um, letting go of the worry about it later, especially if you're in like early 20s or even like, I mean, your 20s or even in your early 30s, very easily we can think about pretty much how we shouldn't worry about investing or we shouldn't worry about retirement or we shouldn't worry about a lot of those things. But in reality, these are still vital years for you to really be intentional with those things. Maybe starting your first, starting your Roth IRA, starting to invest, starting all these things that you can do very early on. And once you hit, you know, maybe in like the next 10 years, you're going to see the change. You're going to see, again, I can't really show you the numbers, but when you see the math of somebody that started investing in their early 20s versus somebody that started investing in their early 30s, it's a major change. Those 10 years create are such a big impact. And again, there's never a wrong time to start because actually yeah. I was a part of this investment club from the Smith School that I attend for the business school. And literally we met an individual. Yeah. He literally started investing in his 50s. And you might think, oh my gosh, it's like too late. You know, he's like, you know, it's even mm, though 50, never. honestly, is pretty still young. Like, I don't know what people are saying, but literally, and he was just saying how he, wishes you know because all of us were in our early 20s right like he would have known all of this information when he was very young so i think letting go of that i'm gonna worry about it later because you know what you're gonna continue to grow like you're gonna get older like all of this time is always gonna pass like i don't know if people are like oh i'm gonna do you know when i'm in my 30s when i'm in my 40s like no start right now and you don't That's have good. to start with a big amount like look from mm-hmm. maybe for you hey you could be you know maybe you don't earn a lot start with a hundred dollars it start with something that is going to continue to grow and i think and even beyond investing saving like don't wait until listen especially if you have no kids and if you maybe mm-hmm. if you have extra a quotation or income or whatever put it into your savings don't go out here you know spending left and right <laughs> on shoes or like yeah. all these things like i mean you can enjoy it but at the same time it start right now like don't wait you know until you're older like start investing and start saving for retirement i'm big on that you know i have roth ira i uh, brokerage account and there's a lot i'm charles Schwab person but there's fidelity there's there's a lot out yeah. there due diligence and kind of reading that Absolutely look into that. investing and savings is very important we
0: start yeah. I started my Roth IRA really young too I think 18 19 and I started with $25 a yes. month and there was moments where obviously I couldn't even give that because you know I had yeah. I was paying rent on my parents and all this yeah. thing all these expenses and I remember I'm like I had to pause it but that money is still going to grow yes. like even if I'm not yes. putting it like that's the, the about compound interest and in yes. just having like you know a Roth IRA individual retirement yes. account some jobs offer it, right, what they call 401k yeah, and stuff do. like that. But yeah. I just love having, like, my private just mm-hmm. because, like, I have more, like, I say, more say and control over it versus, mm-hmm. like, you know, your job or yeah. employer-sponsored plans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just started. Rob opened his, too. I mean, Rob learned a lot since I joined, like, with Primerica and all that. Like, just learning more about investments. But even, like, Eileen, like, you know, we opened up her 529 because just even learning how, like, a lot of people don't even have mm-hmm. enough to pay for college for their kids mm-hmm. and like you said we want to be wise and yes. leave that legacy yes. right which is why i yes. love your name of the business i mean it really is that and just being you know intentional and wise with how are you going to leave a legacy that's going to mm-hmm. just build the generation to come yes. and knowing that just because i might not always enjoy the fruits that i've you know mm-hmm. or the, the what i've been
1: sowing mm-hmm. i know that my children will yeah you know i know that i'm going to leave that for them so yes. that's beautiful yeah and I love the fact that you're doing that for Aileen too. And I know I've, I said like how amazing that is yeah. because even though it might be harder work and it's, I, I know it's not easy, like of yeah. course to set that, but it's, it's going to be so rewarding and it's going to definitely, you know, impact her when she's older. Like, even though she's only two right now, but yeah. it's definitely going to be yeah. you know, a big thing.
0: And you know, I'm not uh. working right now. It's just yeah. really raw. I mean, I am working cause I, yeah, I'm a full time, mm-hmm. you know, stay at home mom and, I don't clock out, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we we had to like really revise and be like, okay, like sometimes we have to decrease the amount we're putting in, but it's okay. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's what happens. Mm -hmm. And once I start working, obviously I'm up, I'm up like my retirement Mm -hmm. and all those things because I do see an importance of that versus just always the now. Yeah. Because a lot of the things that I want to get now are just temporary happiness. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, that
1: might not always serve me, but I'd rather be financially free in the long run. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And the next one, I'm kind of going to go a little bit, not really going to go into detail because we've kind of touched a little yeah. bit on those ones. The seventh one is to separate your savings from your check-ins account. And I know that I've said this like before, yeah. how important it is. Like, you know, you don't want to think of that money that is as your, inc- as your money or money that you can just spend. No, like your savings should be separated because you should have specific goals with it. Like you should have particular goals with that money. So it should be separated from the money that you can use you know, to go out versus the money that you're using or the money that you have for your savings. The eighth one is to discuss finances with your significant other and or kids. And I know, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and and I'm big when it comes to family things, even though I have, you know, I have no husband or, or kids yet, but I'm big on this because I'm very passionate about this. Learning to discuss this with your significant other, and I know that you've shared this before, is very important. At the moment that you said I do, his dad became your dad or her or vice versa. At the moment that you said, I do, your finances, your financial goals are going to be connected. So it's very important for your partner to be aware and to be for you both to be on the same page. I think Amen. it's not that you're both going to get what you want because, yeah. you know, marriage is about compromise. But you both need to be aware of what financial moves are happening. How is your financial situation? And I know. I want to share kind of i'm big on uh statistics as well <laughs> how pretty much 87 on uh wealth pursuit 87 percent of people who said their marriage is great say that they work together with their spouse to set long-term financial goals this is 87 percent of people they're t- communicating they're talking with each other about those goals hey should we buy this property hey should we invest in this hey should we maybe hold on to vacation this year because we have something else like communicating with your partner. Like, you know, and then another one is more on the other side of how arguing over personal finance issues every day increases the likelihood of divorce by more than 30%. And I think for me, I think it was like two years ago was when I was shocked to learn that I couldn't find the article, but it was like an article that was stating how majority of the reason why divorces are happening more, you know, now than ever is because of finances. That is insane to me. Like how even like compared to like cheating and certain things finances wait on top of that and that is insane to me to think about and you know of course that happens because maybe sometimes the couple they have separate accounts or sometimes they don't tell the other person yeah i spent three thousand dollars on this and then the other person is thinking that the money's there you know there's different scenarios but again overall just discussing finances with your significant other and or your kids like transparency being being transparent yeah, yeah that's a really good word I'm um, sharing that with your kids. Hey, if you cannot afford it right now, you have to be honest with them. Like, you know, don't say, you know, we're poor because I think, especially <laughs> you're yeah, a believer, say. don't you know no, don't say other things like God has blessed you. The yeah. fact that you have a job is a blessing. Yes. The fact that you have an income, that's a blessing. Well, the yeah. fact that God, I can tell you so many times where I'm just like, God has provided some way somehow Amen. and God has shown up in ways that I'm just like, God, this was definitely you because there's nobody else that would have done this. But being transparent and just being honest, I think is very important. Communication. I love Um, that. Yeah. And then the ninth one is um, learn self-control when it comes to your finances. Mm -hmm. Uh, Self-control, and and I won't even add discipline. Like self-control and discipline is so important because you really, you need it. Like you need to learn when to say no. You need to learn when to go and do this. You need to learn when you have to say, you know what, maybe I want this. But I am disciplined enough that I know it's not the right time. Maybe I want to get, and I know we've talked about this before, like if you want something, like learning to just discern when is the right time. Maybe right now, hey, I want to, you know, buy my first home or I'm just thinking big purchases or I want to buy a new car. I want it, but I'm going to discern and I'm going to be wise enough and I'm going to have this conversation with God. I'm I'm big on having this conversation with God whenever you want to make a financial move and just say maybe it's it's not the right time right now. Mm -hmm. and you know what i'm going to be okay with that right now because i know that when the time comes it's going to be the will of god and it's going to come at the perfect time um so learning to have self-control and learning to be disciplined is very important and that connects to the last point that i want to make and this we've mentioned this before don't compare yourself with others financially or in any way whether it's you know your your family members whether it's your friends whether it's people at church whether it's social media like don't compare yourself to the lifestyle that they have to the things that they mm-hmm. have because let me be honest sometimes the things that you see and i know probably you hear people here left and right the things they see on social media are not always what you know the real deal yeah sometimes you can see somebody, you know having all these incredible things but you don't even know their financial situation you don't know if they're out here everything in so much debt and credit cards or you don't know what their actual situation, their actually yep. lifestyle is like. Do you be wise, be intentional with those things, have self-control, don't compare yourself. And also, you know, maybe somebody else is in a different season of their life. Maybe, you know, they yeah. have already gone through all the savings, they've worked hard for years and they're in that season. And maybe for you, you're currently living that season. Be content in that season right now. That process is so important because it molds you. And it molds in, in the sense of, you know what, maybe right now, and I don't know who I'm speaking to, but maybe right now your income is not out there. It's maybe it may not a crazy amount, but learning to be faithful in that small amount, learning to be faithful to God, learning to be faithful to you know what God has placed in your heart with that very small amount, because then God is going to bring more. Mm-hmm. If you cannot be faithful, if you cannot steward the like what God is giving yeah. you right now with that small amount, how do you expect to steward more than that? Amen. Everything starts with the small. You can't really just expect to to do something like so be faithful with what you have right now with your job be faithful with the income be faithful with just everyone that god has placed in your life and then believe me you are going to see great things and i think this is very important too yeah
0: and i i always say this god can do more with your less yes
1: yes so i love that you, you
0: mentioned that and going going even back to the last point like comparison like that is a big thing like Comparison is a thief of joy. Mm -hmm. It's just a thief of everything that God has for you. And like, don't compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 20. You know, like you said, you don't know how hard they worked. You don't know the backstory of everything Mm -hmm. they went through to get where they are. So you can't compare, you know. I love that, Wendy. This has been such an eye opener for Mm -hmm. me. And I'm just even praying that whoever is listening, just that they took some points, just wisdom off of this to be able to just finally, you know, create a budget to be able to create that foundation right of finally seeing like where their money is going and to be just great stewards of the resources and everything God has given. I mean, I even pray just abundance for you, for your business. I pray abundance for those who are listening, just abundance in every area of their life, like finances, health and everything, you know? And so before we end, I want to make sure that you can get people like the information of where they can reach you, like how can they book a service with you or just like,
1: any, you know, social media or how they can connect with you. Well, thank you. My professional, my business account on Instagram is at Wise Legacy Finance. And you can find me there. I have, you know, a, a lot of content there. And on the link in bio, you're going to see, you can read more about my, the services that I offer, prices. And I'm very transparent with prices too. Like, I'm not one of those people that is like, oh, uh, contact me and then I'll tell you that. No, no, no. I want to tell you things straight <laughs> I up. Love that. And I also do intro calls again because... I in the and those are free intro calls, by the way. It's like fifteen minutes where we can just chat for a few minutes mm-hmm. if you're just interested. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you from the get go, hey, if this service is going to benefit you or not, because I'm not going to. I know that you know not everyone's gonna benefit from what I offer because some people are different levels. So I'm not gonna you know take someone's money when I know it's not going to benefit them, right? Yeah. So I'm very honest, you know, about the services, about the time, you know, everything, all the information. People can find it on my account there again at white Legacy finance and then also my personal account is wendy rodriguez and then he has i think it's like three or four dashes at the yeah. end because wendy rodriguez was, was like taken. taken and first of all the person doesn't even use it but it's okay the worst um, so if you just type like wendy rodriguez you can find it somewhere but yeah again it, even if it's like beyond the services if anyone just has like questions overall like yeah. feel free to reach out like you know Thank or you. even like have conversations like i'm I love, I don't know if you guys can get a sense, but I love talking about this. Like, I really enjoy <laughs> yes. it. And, you know, how finances connect to faith is very important. So, yeah, yeah you know, I'm definitely to No, I appreciate help. you. Yeah, like, this is going to be so me. great.
0: No, th- thank you, seriously, for being on. Like I said, this is going to be such an amazing opportunity for people to just have breakthrough, right? Yes. In, in their finances, yes. in their lives and everything. And like I said, I, we just declare it. But thank you so much, Wendy, again, this again has been such a fruitful conversation. I'm excited to see what God is going to do through you, through your business and through just the people that you are going to be connected with. I appreciate you. And, you know, I'll be praying for you. And for those who are listening, we're also praying for you guys and stay blessed, everybody.